Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. This week, we're going to talk a little bit differently about change. You know, we both love change. We can't stop talking about it all the different ways that we can help ourselves through change. Today, we want to talk about helping others through change and whether or not we even can. When you're sort of seeing someone in your life making decisions and you're thinking, what? Uh, what do you do about that? What, what do you, how do you handle it? What do you do? What, how can you help them? Can you help them? All of those are questions that Rod and I have in our minds and we thought we'd chat with you guys about them this week. Rod, what would you add into that? I think this week is going to be very philosophical. It's, we've been inspired by our, our previous conversations about Plato and Aristotle and now these, we're going My to... New secret boyfriend, Epictetus. <laughs> Epa who? Epictetus. <laughs> Epa what? <laughs> Epictetus. He's my new secret oh. boyfriend. Don't make fun of him. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Love him. So, yes, we're going to talk about that all. And we're really going to think about some of the moral dilemmas. Because this is, it, it's such a good topic to uh, to explore. Because we have been talking about how we help ourselves and think about ourselves right. through change. But so much of our life, and, and if actually... You know, it's good when you have friends that you connect with and that you can be there for them and other people when they're going through different things and have questions for you. I think this often comes up as a question of advice, let's say, right. or the you're observing something that really concerns you. I suppose we can pick on that kind of scenario. Do you have a um, an example that might help start us off? Yeah, I've got a bit of a story. So... Uh, get settled in friends and I'll tell you my story and then we can talk about whether or not I did the right thing or whether or not there is even such a thing as the right thing. So back in the day I was going to school with a girlfriend and she was hard crushing on a professor uh, that we had and he was awesome. I mean I, I get why she was crushing on him and um, through this whole crush she kept asking me should I shouldn't I and we were adults let me be clear this was post-secondary we were not like it was even post uh, grad, like it, it, we weren't in university, we were past all of that. So we were all mm -hmm. adults. And she was asking me, you know, should I da 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 da. And I just kept I, I encouraged her, I said, pursue it. If it's something that you're interested in, if you really like him, if you really think he's that great, then pursue it, go ahead. And then a bunch of years later, we were talking and then she finally sort of woke up. It was one of those, it was a very sort of typical professor crush kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of years later, we were talking about it and I said, well, you know, I never really thought it was that great of an idea. And there was this horrible pause, Rod, like mm -hmm. this, like for four years, we had a pause, not literally, it felt like four years. Mm -hmm. And she was so mad at me that I wasn't, that I, I didn't tell her that while all this was going on, that I'd encouraged her to do what she wanted to do to follow her passion. And I didn't say, well, cool your jets. This may mm. not be a great idea. And she was really like quite mad at me for a few months. And, and it took some time. Like, so we'll get into my explanation of the whys and everything, but that's kind of my, that's the dilemma, right? Do you, mm -hmm. you, you see a friend doing something, you don't necessarily agree with it, you don't necessarily think it's the best idea. Mm -hmm. Do you intervene or don't you? Yeah. Um, it didn't cost me my friendship. We're still friends Good. to this day, but for a few months it was, it was pretty rocky. Yeah. And it's, it's it it, pretty rocky. In your case, it's, it's like 
the friend came to you with the question. So right. it's not like right. you intervened in this case, but but I guess the intervention no. would have been you sharing. Now, would you did you okay, at that moment, did you honestly think it wasn't a good idea? It's only after Yeah, I the totally fact? thought it was a bad idea. No, okay. no, no, I did. I the whole time I thought like I just thought she wasn't necessarily seeing it clearly. Like I could see it. I saw it more structurally that this is a student having a crush on a really smart professor mm -hmm. and uh, rather than a true attraction or something that would lead to a real relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, I did not intervene consciously. And it was a conscious decision on my part. I, I agonized over mm. whether or not to, and then, so to why whether or not you? the path I was taking was the right one. Because I feel like genuinely, I feel that we are all here to experience what we need to experience to help us individuate or become our full selves, however you mm -hmm. want to describe that statement. But mm -hmm. I think we're all here, we all have to have a set of experiences to help us fully grow and fully become who we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 don't feel okay sort of stopping someone on that journey. Like what if this was one of those experiences for her mm -hmm. that she needed to have to fully, you know, individualize whatever, become a full whole person. Um, and then it, I don't think I have a right to stop her from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was hard was because there... then I'd like as a, like at a, so that was me at a meta level on a yeah. friend level. I was more in the like, geez, I better, I better tell her like I so it was yeah. really I was I was in two two places the entire time yeah okay there's a, a bunch of things I'd love to explore here what one is there's a little question of like who's right like who is the arbiter right. of the truth here I don't know if that Truly. came across in your mind but I of could course see it that did. Like, of course yeah the other is it makes me think of my dad who's um, so my dad's from northern England uh, Newcastle area, which is not too far from Scotland, which right. I think is your, your mom from England? Which, She's from, or? both my parents are from England. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so we know. never talked about anything, which also influenced my, right. uh, my decision making. So, so I, <laughs> I'm saying that to say, I don't know if, if this, uh, you had this experience, but my, when any time something came up in my dad and he venture into giving some advice, he would very quickly stop himself and be like, well, it's not up to me. He be, and he basically said, I don't want yes. to be held accountable if you think that's the wrong decision. Like, don't, he felt like if I'm telling you what to do or telling you what I think you should do, then he's then accountable for what happens. It's like, it's that like decision. you've taken well, the That's person. an interesting take, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so that was super frustrating because sometimes I was like, no, Dad, I want to hear what you suggest. I, I should do. Hear Please what you tell think. me. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, anyway, I just mentioned that to say, like, I guess there's an element there too, is if uh, this might not have been your case, but I know for me, is I, I think it's like, well, you're when you're sharing a perspective on what a person should do, that's different what you can tell that they want to do. You are involved and now taking some accountability to that indeed but but i also think then yeah right like what if it what if it what if your advice goes horribly wrong mm -hmm. again like what if what if the thing that they're supposed to go through is that very thing mm -hmm. um i have another girlfriend who was getting married and we all knew it was the wrong guy 
and oh. none of us said anything. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen, like, tried to intervene in a relationship before with two people where it's a, a, like a true, a true established relationship that's going on. Yeah. That never works. No. You know? And so that's a case. Those are cases, I think, where my truth is so different from her truth. I, like, I, I, I just don't think there's anything I could say in that instance that would bring our truths together, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's the magic of it is that you have to try to, how do you bring two truths together? Yeah. I don't. I never thought of it that way, but maybe, maybe that's a little bit part of it. Yeah. The, uh, um, so my, my wife's opinion on this and she's not from Canada. So this could be a culturally thing as well. Mm-hmm. Is that if you're a friend, you are responsible for intervening when there's stuff like this that comes up and it drives wow. her nuts that she thinks Canadians don't like by default. <laughs> because so, we're so polite. Yeah. Heaven forfend. We should ever offend somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, but the, uh, and then my point is, is just like what you're trying to say is that it never, it doesn't work because no. the, there is a mystery to it. Like this is the harder, I guess to, to make a change. I mean, if we go back to some of the fundamentals that we know, there needs to be uh, a level of desire to change. So that would be something you'd have to increase. And then like even an, an awareness of a need to change. Right. Um, plus then I, there's, there's, as we get into, you know, people in relationships, there's, there's probably a lot of kind of complicated, unseen stuff going on in the background that people don't open up about. But like, is what keeps them connected to yeah, to people or, or bad relationships. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I think we probably all had those friends that we sort of see are going down a particular path, and and that dilemma of do I step in now? If it's obviously if it's something like really dangerous, I think any one of us would step in. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know. You can get a divorce. You can right, like you know, yeah. there are things that you can you can end fiscal conjoinment. Like you know, there are ways out of most situations. If something were really dangerous, I like to think I'd step in. But mm -hmm. if it's if it's about someone having a life experience, because mm -hmm. um, I think you know, I think part of what makes us great as we get older is when we've gone through a lot of crap. Like I yeah. think that the people I know who haven't. Serve, like genuinely survived stuff like gone through really horrible stuff mm -hmm. and and had the opportunity to think about it and grow from it and sort of make decisions based on not wanting to be in that type of situation before those people have a very hard time when change does come like when mm -hmm. when life sort of you know changes around you and like it, it, they have a hard time with preparedness mm -hmm. and so i feel like if i'm stepping in am i robbing someone from one of those experiences mm. that's then going to help them make better decisions as they get as they get further along in life you know it's so true because yeah. if i hadn't made some really shitty decisions i don't know where i'd be yeah. in my life right now if yeah. i hadn't been in some really icky circumstances at different times dating and life and all the mm. things like my and I love my life right now like I feel like one of the I feel so charmed I feel so blessed well, however mm. you want to say those words but um I think you kind of have to go through crap to get to that place you know yeah, yeah. so true like actually it reminds me of 
of uh, something similar like this came up in talking about parents with kids. It's you know parents uh, often they're trying to protect their kids from harm, psychological right. or physical harm. They're trying to give them the best situation. Um, you know they might uh, fear that they. I, this was my case with with my mom, but I and I've, I've many cases for many people is like they don't want them to experience the crap that you experience when you fail at something so they right, might right. guide them uh, away from that and um, yeah but then you're my parents totally did that with me yeah when i was little i wanted to be a lawyer and they're like oh leslie ann don't do that yeah it, it sounded more like this oh leslie ann don't do that Oh, you won't like it. Oh, it'll be so confrontational. It sounded more like that, but nonetheless, there. So I had to throw an accent in for like a little bit of levity because this is a heavy topic today, Rod. It's heavy. It's juicy. Well, there's so the oh we and we have to dive into the philosophy even more so, but just on that. We do okay. You start that part because that's your superpower. (laughs) Okay, but so but um, before going on the. You know, the, the impact then is, well, the message is, is like, the, you know, there's stuff out there that you might really like, but when, if it's really hard, it's not something that you should try right. to do. Like it, it conveys a message or it's like, you're just not capable of handling that disappointment. You totally. Know, just trying to totally. guide you away from that. And, and I guess it's, it's very similar. So in a, in a way is, are we saying it's, it, I don't think we're saying like leave your friends to to anything. No, but, of course not. But no, in the no, same no, sense, no. It's, it's don't try. It's like don't try to protect friends and family members and child children from all calamities because it's right. those it's those experiences that would, what shape us. Well, pain is really the material that we use to transform, right? Like. Like when you get tired of feeling yucky, like I know when I first saw my therapist who I still see to this day, I think I've told you this before, mm-hmm. Rod, uh, my first three sessions with him, I just like, I, I couldn't make eye contact with him and I just cried and not like mm. pretty crying, like full snot falling out of every orifice on my mm. face. Like it was disgusting because I just, I was so done with all the pain. I was so, and I just had to get it out. And so my first three sessions were just it all literally pouring out of my body and then I could talk about it. But I think if, if you like the magic of pain, it's horrible when you're going through it. No one's going to say it's awesome, but the, the, the part about pain is that it really can be what, what gets you on a healing path, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I just, I think that like, to me, it's more about, I'm trying to get better as a listener. I'm not always great at it, but I'm trying to get better at it. Because I think what we can do for our friends then is is listen, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to what they're going through, listen to their experiences, and offer compassion and empathy. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know, like I don't know, um, until I was ready internally to change. I don't know that anyone saying anything outside of me, yeah, would have got in and changed me. You know, I I had to I had to reach that critical mass of it's yeah. too much. Yeah. And, and really want change. Like you were talking about earlier about desire, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had that desire had to be in me. Yeah. And it speaks, there's, there's a, so I was attending like a webinar on behavioral economics, you know, this, it's this stuff that it's like 
psychology, of all these things that we... Of course you were. That's I mean, my rod. Multi-time. Of course you were. Come on. A little, but but the, the few snippets that I took from it was, like, one of the big things is that, you know, we have the automated processes. We just do things by default, and it's so powerful yes. that you can't... Uh, basically the person was saying is like you know you might want to put in a program to change you know it's like government related policies like you might try to do this stuff but you have to just recognize sometimes it's you can't like the the default of a stat staying in a status quo or or just uh interpreting you know everything around you through the lens to which that you want like the filter that you uh believe in is what you how you interpret the information that comes to you and um, so, it, you know, like con- it, to take the political news of the day, the people who believe in one side of the politics see a situation and it yeah. just reinforces what they think. And then the, those who view the other side, like watching a debate, they see it and it reinforces their view. And you'll never, it, it's almost well, saying that's it's an like, example of where the truths, I think, will never come together. Yeah. Right. Like one side. Right. Like right now, that is so uh, it's almost it's almost outside of politics. It's it's so frantic. It's so frenetic that mm-hmm. it's it's hard to imagine those sides sitting together and and finding that shared truth, you know? Yeah. So it's. I think you there has to be a willingness on both sides to do that, I think. Yeah. So here's so actually connect I'll maybe connect to some uh, of our us uh friends the some philosophical dive in here which i think is related um it's only because i read i came across a book a couple years ago and actually i I took it in as an audio book so like on my commute i'd be listening to this yeah thing and there was um around when the american revolution was and when which went into the uh writing of the uh, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and then into the first leaders of of the U.S. There are two philosophers at that time, Thomas Paine, P-A-I-N-E, yeah. and Locke, and I can't remember because L-O-C-K-E. Yeah, and John Locke, right? John Locke, okay, yeah. And they had the, uh, essentially, and I can't remember which one was which, but they basically essentially was, one was saying, you know, what you do in the moment, let's say in politics or in life, is like what you do in the moment should be based on what you've done in the past and you're making like incremental change mm. to that. Like who you are, or if you're a, a country, you're like, you're building on your past and you're learning from your previous lessons and you're making incremental change. The other point of view was, no, you should not be bound by your past and you should be able to make a complete separation and take a different path and not be have to like you know honor or worship a past that if it was not be answerable to the past in any way yeah like if it was wrong Mm. you shouldn't i mean and you could if you extrapolate that in different ways you can agree or disagree on that philosophy if, if we had different scenarios so if it's like you know um should the technology is here to automate everything. Should we just get rid of jobs and automate everything because we can right, right now? Right. It's like, right, no, right. you might say actually we should be incremental in how we think and build upon what is there. Or the opposite is what if we have a terrible practice that people do 
systematic racism in, in, in government or company systems. But mm -hmm. you wouldn't say, let's incrementally move away from that. You would say, right. no, let's separate ourselves from that past and redesign. So I, is what you're saying, you sort of hear the merits of both of those things, Rod? Or what's yeah. your take? Yeah, that's, so for yeah. me, I take it as, but then what, how that evolved, one, evolves into to the conservative point of view, and that is the, you should build upon the past and not make dramatic changes. The other uh, has, is more of like a liberal point of view, which is you should right. you you can um, design a new future. Like you can introduce programs that can have an impact and 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 uh, do something completely different. And um, I and but I, to me, it's like there's examples where this works in different. It depends on the situation. You might want to do that and so it, it's really unfortunate when people just pick sides because they're only going to do right, it one way versus right. the other but then maybe as you're thinking well that's about... the false dichotomy of either or right like yeah. i'm an and girl all day long like i i think people who try to force either or decisions on us are i, I just i just don't buy it mm -hmm. i just don't buy it i know there's no such thing as one thing that's absolutely right and one thing that's absolutely wrong yeah i i just i just don't believe that at all yeah me too I, I I'm with you yeah and I guess maybe then if we uh, connect that to like uh, we are with our friends I suppose that's this maybe the same idea is that sometimes you depending on the situation and depending what the thing is it's like I don't think we should be responsible to try to, sh to control the lives or to protect people from everything but it depends. Sometimes you might look at a, right. a thing and, and get more involved to help somebody through a change or see well, a change. Well, and I think if someone way. is really like, you know, if someone is truly deeply suffering, like is in an abusive relationship or something like that, then obviously, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're I don't, neither of us is advocating that you just be like, okay, well, let me know how it goes. Yeah. Like yeah. that's an instance where you might, you know, you would stay closer, you would stay more connected. But I mean, there's so much data sh to show that um, even in those instances, getting cha a change to happen can be really, really hard, which tells us how hard it is to change mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of us, you know. Yeah. So in those instances, I think it's just being with the person, trying to help them, trying to listen to them, giving them safe space, all those things. But yeah, yeah it is. Uh, it isn't. I, I really don't think there's ever one right or wrong answer in this. But mm -hmm. I think it's, we have to ask ourselves, right? Like when I think, I don't know, for me, when I was younger, maybe this is also why, why I didn't give this girlfriend of mine in the first story so much advice is, you know, when I was younger, I used to give people advice on everything. Like I thought I had, I had an opinion on everything. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe part of getting older as well as being a little bit more, hmm, I, I got to let other people figure out their stuff, you know? I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think so. I... I I agree. And then I would say on the reverse side, I found I've been a person, my style has been to ask people for advice. If there was ever a big decision, I would be like, every conversation I had with somebody, I'd be asking them for advice. And I learned, I'm like, I could still make some pretty dumb, or I could make misguided <laughs> decisions, even yeah. after doing the most thorough like research and 
consult with everybody on different points of view. Um, I think at the end of the day, so I think what I was doing is I was deferring the ownership of that decision. Like, I, I, in a way it was like, well, on balance, people are telling me this. And then if that didn't work out, I would say, well, that's what the advice was. So it's kind of... Right, right, right. Um, and so I, I think on that other side too is, I think it's, I don't, actually, I don't know about this too, because the, you know, the coaching philosophy is that don't, the coaching philosophy is don't tell the person what to do is ask them questions around it. Right. I've right. always struggled with that because there's so many moments in time I'm like, just tell me what the, the right thing to do is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I struggle with that at work. That's why I'm trying to get better at listening. What it, what yeah. it really is, I'm trying to get better at asking questions rather than just sort of saying, like at work, I would mm -hmm. say I'm much more directive than in my personal life. At work, mm -hmm. I'm very much like, okay, here's the path. Let's go, <laughs> go yeah. forward. Much the driver side of my personality still definitely comes out at work. But I'm, yeah. I'm even trying to modify there because I think how are the people on my team going to themselves grow and get their own experiences if they're not thinking things through and, and figuring things out? Yeah. That's but it's right. harder for me at work than it is in my personal life, yeah. for sure. Way harder. Yeah. The... <laughs> That's as it always is. Um, there's one thing I saw once, I can't remember, Ted Talker, and they were talking about making decisions. Um, and they were saying there's some decisions that it's hard to define a right or wrong. It's kind of, you, you right. describe it as like, where's the, there's two truths in the situation. Or, yeah, it's, it's you're, you're choosing between options and it, truly there's no clear path. And the the point of the person talking was in in those difficult decisions. It's as much the process of going through that decision, uh, the process, but also making that decision defines the person. In in a in a very big way. So meaning like it's not so much which one you chose, but it's, oh. the, it's like how you. So if I've got two decisions and it's like one is, I'm gonna I don't know work in a. Uh, creative agency and make no money and, or I'm going to work in a for something else where I'm going to make like lots of money um, yeah. and then you, you could do the pros and cons it's like I get more money I like the people I'm working with but at the end of the day right. it's like it defines by take say, say you take the creative agency it's defining you as you're, you're defining yourself as someone willing to take risks for an experience that you think is going to be at the end of the day more fulfilling than mm -hmm. to take a safe safer more stable choice so it's, i don't know if i'm explaining this well but it's like it's the that the the decisions that you make shape then who you are and what your right. true values right. are. And and so the, the advice there is listen to your true values and connect those into when you're making those tough decisions because it fall it you're shaping who you want to be when you do that. Yeah, yeah. I you probably are the same as me. Like I do a lot of mentoring at work and it's often mentoring of people who are in their 20s, you know, it's just sort of starting out in careers and whatnot. 
And that my advice to them is just that, like you're in your twenties. There's there's really no such thing as a wrong decision right now. Yeah. Like just make a choice and go and see if you like it or not. And if you don't like it, in a year or two, you can change it. Yeah. You know, or you can change it even faster if you really don't like it. Yeah. Um. But you know, I I don't think there's such a thing as a wrong choice. Uh. As long as and that's I think what you're saying, Rod, is so important. Is that as long as you're listening to what you really value, what really yeah. matters to you. And that I think is the same. Like if we think back to our friends example and do we guide our friends or whatever, I think that's the same thing, right? Like if, if I think someone was, if I was watching a good friend and I thought they were going firmly against their values that I know they hold true and dear, mm-hmm. I would probably be more inclined to weigh in versus Mm -hmm. it being just like here's a life experience and everybody's got to have some life experiences so that we can grow and change and whatever you know what i mean evolve to become the person we're supposed to be yeah but if it if it really went against someone's core values i i think i would probably intervene then in a gentle way because i don't think intervening in like a heavy way um ever works uh but that's like but that that would be that would be an instance i think where i probably would yeah as yeah. I think about it, you know? Yeah. But That's it's just such advice. a, it's such a, it's such a juicy topic. It's mm-hmm. such an interesting, um, so at some point, friends, we're going to publish these podcasts and we'd, we'd love to hear if there's like some kind of commenting <laughs> feature. Right. I so want a commenting feature, Rod. Rod's, Rod's the technical wizard behind all of this. Uh, so we're going to figure out how to get a commenting feature for this one because it's this is such an interesting topic and i think just hearing from other people i i yeah again i don't think there's a right or a wrong answer there's but there's a lot of thinking and a lot of opinion on it so yeah yeah. Yeah. maybe that's how we close out this week rod is an ask for participation from the people who are listening definitely because i think we're ready what do you think i think we're ready i think we're ready um, we <laughs> even are, though we just said is, don't give your friends opinions we want to know your opinions that's right don't listen to that before maybe, <laughs> I'm teasing maybe we should put we, we this do, is though. like episode 10 right and <gasps> is it 10 yes it's episode 10 so good gracious we're gonna just uh, we've been recording our first 10 as uh, warming up and now we're we're revealing it to the world and, and I guess we'll have to put a note on earlier on because by the time someone gets to episode 10 they'll go oh finally i know i can send in comments (laughs) (laughs) yes please comment away don't wait until this episode but if you also (laughs) haven't commented this would kind this feels like a very commenty episode yes feels very like comment we're giving people advice we'll take it use a seinfeld reference sorry (laughs) so like i get we're this is about giving people advice episode so we'll take we'll take that too we would love your advice back Mm-hmm. We really would. Well, Rod, as always, this is just an awesome way to spend some time on a Sunday morning. So it is. thanks for chatting with me about this today. Yeah, thank you too. Okay, everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>